Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Well, Diggy's from Chicago, Clay's from Chicago, Dustin's from Chicago. I've met Mike plenty of times because they're all friends together. We have a group chat called the Black Charette. Like, it's just, it's really weird. But Wait, that's amazing. Yeah. I love that. Like, hey, we're the only ones, really. Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about the Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on The Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. Today, we get to take a trip back to 2016, arguably one of the most traumatic years of our collective lives, in order to revisit the final pre-Trump season of The Bachelor. Lucky us. I mean, in a way, Ben's was a great season. Uh, In another way, it was a terrible year. And also, I don't really need to ever see Ben Higgins' season again. Um, So last night was, was a rocky one. For me. Yeah. I mean, I think every every week we're just finding that the three-hour format is deeply unnecessary. But before we get into our recap um, and our, our interview, we want to offer a call to action. This week, our call to action is to email the Kentucky Attorney General and Governor demanding that the officers who killed Breonna Taylor all be fired and charged. Thus far, just one officer has been fired. And so you can send an email. Definitely make sure to write your own so it doesn't get filtered out at the link at tinyurl.com slash email Brianna Taylor. And we're going to put that link in the show notes as well. Yeah. And also an important way to help out is just to stay involved, read the news, keep up with what's going on and and find places to donate, find protests to attend. And we encourage everyone to keep up that energy every week because we know it's easy to start slacking off. Um, yeah, this is, this is a marathon, not a sprint, people. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of marathons, let's get into that three-hour episode from last night. Uh, we hope that this recap will be more of a sprint. Yes, this is one thing that we do want to be a sprint. Um, so major takeaways from Ben's season and the recap we saw last night. I don't know if you remember this, but he felt really unlovable, and it was kind of a theme. 
it was kind of a thing. Luckily, Ben is incredibly charismatic and has that sort of Sean Lowe-esque quality that made him come off as really sincere. He was actually able to articulate his feelings. He was actually able to engage with women and and their stories in a way that felt um, like he was actually listening to them. So so those were all good things. We also <laughs> we also had a season full of a lot of characters. <laughs> yes, the twins, Amanda Stanton, Jojo, Olivia, Kayla, Jubilee. I mean, this is sort of when Bachelor in Paradise was really hopping. So we start to see more long arc breakout characters from the show around this time. And all of the people I just mentioned went on to be major players in Bachelor Nation in some capacity. Um, another thing that 2016 brought us was an epidemic of cold shoulder tops. I had forgotten that was such a thing um, until watching last night and every woman is wearing a spaghetti strap cold shoulder top or in Amanda Stanton's case, um, just a full shoulder free uh, top to run along a beach with her two young daughters, which as a new mom myself seemed really risky because kids like to tug on things. Um, it was a time in fashion that as someone with bad shoulders, I didn't love. Um, but I think we can put that to the side and focus on the action of the season. Yeah, I don't know. I think you need to get Max some some nice cold shoulder tops and gladiator <laughs> sandals, like he could pull it, it off. Back. He has he very cute shoulders. He he does. He does. <laughs> I mean, and just great. Everything complements a, a good chubby cheek. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but let's get into some of the women that the show really highlighted last night. I think first up was Jubilee, someone that, you know, she really was a standout. We loved her when we were watching and it really did feel like the show didn't really do her justice, um, though they tried to make it seem in this recap as though she was a shining star that they really lifted up. Yeah, and I think it's telling that we don't hear from Jubilee. Um, she's not brought on to do an update. It seems like she's really severed ties quite finally with the show and had no interest in coming on. But she also was the first person um, out of this Bachelor, the greatest seasons ever series that they're doing, the first uh, Black contestant who is highlighted uh, in a recap. So she does get a, a full package where Chris Harrison can wax poetic about her grace and star power and heroism. Uh, she was a mil military vet. Um, she had a very tragic childhood. Um, she spoke a lot about it on the show with Ben that she uh, was born in Haiti. Her entire family died and she was in an orphanage before being adopted when she was six. Um, I mean, just an incredibly traumatic childhood. And then, you know, on the show, she had a really rough ride of it. It seemed like Ben really liked her and there's a lot of sort of uh, showy praise for her service in the military, but she is targeted for really intense criticism for what seem like really minor things um, and is constantly dealing with social like rejection on the show. Um, one woman says at one point that she wouldn't fit in with the other soccer moms, which just seems like a major dog whistle. Yep. Um, so there were, there were all these 
sort of difficult points in her narrative, but none of that really comes up in her highlight reel here. No, they're just like, we loved her and she loved us. And how beautiful is this? Don't notice that she clearly declined to speak with us. Chris actually says her story at one point says her story is tragic, but also uplifting, which is just a formulation I would like to see die. Like overcoming (laughs) horrific tragedy to me is not really an uplifting thing. Like sometimes people um, are able to go on and sometimes people are able to recover and that's a good thing. But I'm just wary of using people's suffering, like their real suffering as some sort of like uh, thing for the rest of us to feel good about because they moved past it. And I do feel like that is sort of how tragedy is often framed on The Bachelor and this was no exception. Oh, absolutely. That's how you became the strong woman that you are. (laughs) Your whole family had to die for that. I mean, that framing, it just, it really does diminish the actual trauma behind what she's talking about. Um, And, you know, Jubilee is someone that I would have really loved to hear from. Uh, Full disclosure, we hoped to have her on the show today, but understandably, you know, we reached out. She was very kind, but basically said, like, she doesn't want to have anything to to do with the franchise anymore. And I really cannot blame her for that. So, um, you know, I'm glad she was featured, but the show has a way of sort of separating itself from the actual perhaps negative impact that they may have on on some of their contestants. Next, after Jubilee, we get a little check-in with Lace. She she really seems to have grown. She also I forgot like what a delightful kook she was on the season. Just incredible. I also forgot that she quoted her own tattoo when she self-eliminated. <laughs> I mean, god, that was she High impact for the small amount of time she was on this season. Lace was, I had really forgotten just the laceness of Lace. You know, the first thing she does on the show is make Ben close his eyes so she can kiss him without permission, which I have to say is something something that the Bachelorettes do. uh, But I think uh, it's telling that the, the young men never do that when they are the suitors. Because it's gross. You shouldn't do that. Like, it's assault. I'm sorry. Um, And then she proceeds to yell at him for not making eye contact with her during the rose ceremony. And then she gets into a cycle of acting out like that in some way. And then apologizing and saying, the real lace isn't like that. That insecure, bad lace came out again. And I'm not going to let that happen tonight cue, you know, the insecure lace coming out again that night until she finally sends herself home by quoting her tattoo. Um, It's just the kind of the kind of thing the show is really made for. And so it's nice to see that she has recovered well from that that period in her life. Um, She does say sort of ruefully that, you know, if I hadn't gotten in my head, I probably would have gone pretty far, which I don't know if she was uh, joking, but um, I don't know that there's not necessarily an indication that she would have. Maybe who can say, you know, whatever, whatever comforts Lace. And I wish her all the best. And I'm glad she's doing well. (laughs) Yeah. And and we actually have quite a tour of 
of women who had a rough go of it on the show and hopefully are doing better now because next up uh, is Olivia, the season's primary villain. Um, she got the first impression, Rose. She and Ben seem to have a really strong connection. Um, and then it just rapidly falls apart. Yeah, it was it was tough to watch back. Um, you know, we now have known Olivia on a more personal level for years, I guess for four years. And <laughs> understanding her a little better, watching it back, there are moments where I could tell that she was saying something out of awkwardness or that she was joking and it just didn't land properly and they put music behind it and it came off as like significantly more obnoxious. Um, it was really hard watching the the cake dance thing, although it was like very funny because she is sort of a weird, goofy person in a good way. <laughs> but it, it was hard watching it, not because of what she did, but more because they had clearly set her up to be totally mortified. Uh, and that just felt felt really, really icky, um, even ickier than it did than it did the first time. But I am, you know, I was really glad for Olivia that we did get sort of an extended check-in with her. I mean, she has done a lot since she came off of that season. She's been extremely open about the mental health toll that it took and encouraging other people to seek help and therapy. She started a podcast, Mouthing Off, kind of owning her, the the mocking around her big mouth. Um, and it's great. She put her news anchor skills to good use. So you know, I'm I'm glad to see her get the at least a touch of of redemption on the show. Yeah, I mean, she told Ben she was in love with him on a two on one date on a freezing cold island in her bathing suit. The indignity of that island. And then she got dumped and left on that windy, deserted, freezing cold island in her bathing suit. I mean, she deserves. <laughs> For that alone, yeah. For that alone, I don't care who you are, what you've done. If that happens to you, you deserve a hit podcast. (laughs) Um, And, you know, she does get a little bit of closure uh, from the franchise here. Chris apologizes to Olivia. I guess I would say he he gives an I'm sorry this happened to you apology. Yeah, he's like, I'm sorry you felt that way. If it was very much <laughs> I sorry I'm sorry you felt that way. It's like yeah. I, who he completely uh divorced himself from the fact that perhaps she was put in this position to be roundly abused on the internet by the show and then yeah. not at all protected by the show, but you know, he says, for Chris, it's something. He says, I'm sorry you had to go through this. Like, it was like a natural disaster yeah, of some sort, which is sort of done, what The Claire. Bachelor is. <laughs> nothing could have been done. No, The Bachelor, no one's in, no the one's bachelor the is an unnatural disaster. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she gets a more sincere apology, I think, from Ben, who surprises her by, by popping up on the video call with Chris. And kind of lays out how he feels he went wrong and says, you know, I should have stood up for you publicly. I should have had more wisdom and maturity and how I navigated what happened on the show and how I dealt with it afterward. And he apologizes. He says, everyone, Olivia's a rock star. And I felt like that was a a real good apology. And even Olivia um, doesn't seem 
to feel like Ben was that much of a villain in all of this. She seems a little taken aback by how thorough the apology was. <laughs> She's like, yeah, that wasn't um, really your fault, but I mean, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, but still nice. Um, and that kind of closes closes the loop on Olivia. She she looks great. She's oh man, great. stunning, stunning as always. Yes, and uh, and then we get in a brief check in with Kayla, who, I mean, her arc on Ben's season was just being extremely sweet and happy to a point that people were mad at her for it. <laughs> like they were like, oh, she doesn't have feelings. All she ever does is smile and say nice stuff to people. Like what that was bitch. her whole <laughs> She also had really excellent hair. Um and she yeah. still does. So good hair on Ben season. Kayla and Jojo yeah. both have very enviable hair. Oh, and and Olivia. I mean everyone all of them hair. actually. They all had just a lot of beautiful, beautiful hair. Yeah, all it makes me mad. Um, and I had forgotten this, but there, uh, there was the whole Sex Panther situation, which oh, I do oh, feel like Ben should apologize for. Yeah, quite frankly, truly, that was weird um, and gross. <laughs> he he's sort of uh, is reflecting during the show on how sweet and innocent Kayla seems, but then when when they're alone, she kisses him, and that makes her a Sex Panther. Claire, did you I know would like that him to reconsider that? You can be nice. And also like sex and making out. Did you know? Uh, no. I know. It it's it's like very it's... confusing and incongruous. Um, yeah. Of course, we get a little catch up with Kayla. And like for anyone who's still doubting it, that actually just is her personality. She really is that nice. Uh, we can tell you and attest to it. She also can be funny and snarky. So like give the girl a break. Um, but she is, <laughs> she is really happy. She lives in New York. She is recently engaged to a very lovely guy. And we learned last night that Charlene uh, is going to be one of Kayla's bridesmaids. And I believe that Charlene found out that she was being asked to be a bridesmaid by watching last night's special, which is just really adorable. And uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. it really puts those will you be my bridesmaid gift boxes filled with live butterflies to shame. To Truly, this is the best national TV. <laughs> I hope Charlene didn't DVR it. She, you don't want to be the last person to find out. <laughs> um, so that brings us into the final two. Uh, ben and Lauren, Ben and Jojo, the sort of love triangle that launched a thousand think pieces about how Ben was a monster. <laughs> he, I had forgotten two what women. a big deal this was. <laughs> it was a huge deal because I, there's, there was this sort of unspoken rule that no, no lead is allowed to affirm their feelings. Um, specifically by saying, I love you until after they pick someone. And I mean, I think largely that's just sort of the wise thing to do in order to preserve the relationship with the person you ultimately choose, but Ben not, you know, his emotions cannot be held in. And so he tells both Lauren and Jojo that he loves them. And clearly both of them think that he only said it to them. Uh, and so yeah. it, it really set up an At ultimately devastating breakup. I mean, it's wild watching back that Ben clearly knows he's breaking some sort of rule and he's kind of enjoying the transgressiveness of it. Like he he gives this sort of weighty pause when Lauren says that she loves him. 
and then says, I've known for a while now that I'm in love with you too, or something like that. Yeah. And it clearly is playing it for drama a little bit. And with Jojo, he says, you know, I love you too. And she's shocked. She's so he, shocked. He enjoys that. He's she like, even says, face. look at your face. She says, are you allowed to say that? <laughs> yeah. And what he doesn't understand, he thinks he's like breaking a rule. What he doesn't understand at the time is that it's not really a rule so much as like the smart thing to do. Right. If you want the woman you pick to stay with you. <laughs> Just like a, a bit of advice, maybe uh, more than a rule. Right, exactly. Um, but that did, it moved like the Overton window a little bit, I think, because a few seasons later, we have a bachelor who tried out both of his top two and then <laughs> ended up quarantining with a woman who got sent home like week four. You know, it, there are no rules anymore. You can just like date whichever woman you like, I guess. That's crazy. That's not crazy. It's madness. <laughs> and it's all Ben's fault, in my opinion. Um, so then we do see JoJo's breakup. Brutal. I forgot it was so brutal. And it's exactly why she ended up, I mean, one of the reasons why she ended up being the next Bachelorette, it really set up her heartbreak so perfectly. Uh, Because he, he also, the way he's, he says, I didn't know if I could find love. And of course, this is after her entire speech. He does a whole (laughs) speech and says, I didn't know if I could find love. I found it with you but I found it with somebody else more, which is just like, what's wrong with him? Don't say that. That's very mean. He doesn't, he had really dug himself a hole by that point. Uh, But Jojo is just like pissed, which also reminded me why I liked her so much. Cause she, you can just, she's not just like, that's fine. I'm so happy for you. She's like, ugh, God, (laughs) kind of like, fuck you. It's good. I mean, she had to be already because the night before on their sort of last chance date or two nights before, whenever their last chance date happens, um, we do get a glimpse of this. Uh, She sort of figures out that he's also in love with Lauren and that he's also told Lauren because despite having told her that he's in love with her, he still seems pretty conflicted. And she's like, okay, so you're in love with both of us us yes you you told her to great um what the hell like what's going on are you picking me or what she pulls him into a bathroom to get away from the cameras to try to get a sign from him uh that he is going to pick her and he demurs um so she's going into this you know having just been sort of almost told she was the one or thinking that she had been told that and then having it ripped away and then having decided, you know, I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to go out there and lay it all on the line and trust that it is me. And then he leads her on with that little speech. I found love with you, oh, but I found it with someone else, else more. Awful. Oh, just cruel. Ben, your and- way with words is working <laughs> against you here. I mean, and it also puts into perspective the you know issues that we know Ben and Lauren ultimately had afterwards because we see Ben so overwrought with you know he's so sad to see Jojo go he even says you know I don't deserve Jojo and also it made me realize like oh so Jojo went into the proposal knowing that he had said I love you to both of them Lauren definitely didn't know that until after and and so that's also probably that probably was pretty rough for her like i i get it a little more on on rewatch 
I think that he ended up telling Lauren after they got engaged and before yeah. the show aired. But, you know, she, yeah, she didn't have that that knowledge uh, to arm her at the time. And then to eventually watch the proposal and see that he clearly isn't sure that he's doing the right thing at all. Um, he says, you know, I love Jojo like so much. I could only leave her because I love Lauren even more and doesn't sound that sure about it. Um, I would die if I were Lauren. I would I would yeah. be done at that point. Um, I don't so you have blame to think her that was for, really the killer. Yeah. I do not um, have I'll, to I don't blame her for not checking in on this special. <laughs> She's probably just like, I am married. I can wash my hands clean of this experience. Yes. Um, we do know what Lauren's up to. She was recently on Listen to Your Heart. She's married to a country star now. Um, but we get a check-in with JoJo ahead of her own season re-airing next week. Um, we check in with JoJo and she says, you know, I respected both Ben and Lauren. I was able to make peace with it and move on. And we do learn that her fiance, Jordan, who uh, met her on her season of The Bachelorette, has never watched that season. And he's about to get a little taste. (laughs) Oh, God. I hope he's prepared. Yeah. Although I feel that it was pretty obvious from like moment one that she was into Jordan. So he does she didn't tell two people that she loved them and his like the number two is what Robbie I mean okay we'll get into that next week but <laughs> Robbie we also yeah. get a check-in between Chris Harrison and Ben they have a little banter about Ben's quarantine facial hair um Ben and Chris always have good chemistry they're clearly friends and Ben kind of says that he like stands by the fact that he was in love with both Jojo and Lauren and he also speaks you know, really kindly about his relationship with Lauren. He says, you know, like there just was something missing on both of their ends. And he's really grateful for the relationship now. And there's that there's been space and he, you know, is so happy for her in her new marriage and wishes her all the best. And, you know, it's a good time to be checking in with Ben because he is also now engaged to a woman named Jessica Clark, whose DMs he slid into. Uh, and I believe we yeah. spoke to Ben a bit about this on our the episode Lee and I did um, with Ben and Becca. So, you know, we, we got that story and good for him. She's very petite and adorable. Yeah, they seem very happy. I do love doing a check-in just for, and they were all so young too. So they're all now actually at the age where right. you probably start getting married. <laughs> they're all around like 28 to 30 because Ben was 26 um, four years ago when his season right now he's uh, 31 was made. Yeah, so they're all they're all at that marrying age now, and it's nice to see how they've grown into themselves and figure themselves out and decided to partner up with people or focus on their that careers. They, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Just a more solid happens. sense of self, a much more solid sense of self <laughs> that is very obvious and that certainly. I can relate to like being a big difference between 25 and 31. Like that's, that's a lot of, a lot of stuff. If anyone decided those years, if there was any footage of my uh, dating uh, experiences when I was 24 (laughs) and it was going to be re-aired, I would 
destroy my television <laughs> rather than ever rewatch it. So everyone involved Same. in this is very brave. Um, so some things were left out, um, but honestly, I think because this season was pretty uneventful, um, not that much that felt super notable. Um, you know, some of Olivia's specific uh you know tension points with the other women we don't really go into the fact that they were mocking her about her physical appearance i think there was a whole thing about how her toes were fat which i don't even know what that means i still don't no i've idea. had four years to think about it no idea <laughs> um and you know there was an unfortunate comment she made about amanda's kids uh, you know calling amanda a teen mom and um, and that was really rough. They don't revisit that. Um, and my actual favorite thing that they didn't revisit was Leah. Remember Leah? Oh, yeah. We don't get Leah at all. Leah was sort of a non-factor on the season until, until she realizes that she's a non-factor on the season and decides to get Ben's attention by donning her nicest outfit, fluffing up her hair, going to see him in his hotel room, and saying your favorite girl, the one you're definitely going to pick, she's not the same with us as if that's going to do her any favor. Oh my God. And I forgot immediately about walked that. out to a limo by Ben. Yeah. That was so disastrous. Um, and then the only other, you know, notable things that we didn't really get into, but we will get into in the, you know, latter half of our episode is, you know, the microaggressions, which Claire mentioned earlier that were lobbed uh, towards Jubilee, and then a conflict during Women Tell All between the three Black contestants that touched on themes of colorism and honestly just revealed how much this show tends to tokenize its Black contestants and of often likes to provoke conflict between them. Um, so we are going to speak to Amber and Jamie, who were two of the other women involved in that later on. So... We can put that to the side for now. Um, and the only other thing that happened during this special was we get a little, very delightful check-in with Kaylin and Dean, who just seem like a lovely, committed couple. Yes, they're very committed. They wear rings that show they are committed, but they're not married, but they have a domestic partnership. Unclear if they are speaking legally I don't think not. so. <laughs> Dean is like, to be technical, a domestic partnership. And I was like, is it? Or I don't know. They're very committed to each other. They met a year ago, so it hasn't even been that long. Um, and since then, that since they met on Paradise, they've been traveling in his van. They have an apartment in Santa Monica, or Kaylin does, but you know, they have a domestic partnership. So they have an apartment, I guess. My favorite um, thing about this was that Chris Harrison clearly cannot compute that you might be committed to a partner and not into the institution of marriage. Like you could just see the wheels turning. He's like, but, but am I officiating your wedding right now? Like, is that, Chris is that is what we're talking so, about? Chris is so thirsty to marry people all the time. <laughs> like you can barely get through a season of the show or an episode of this greatest hits it's season true. <laughs> without him trying to just abruptly marry some people over zoom. I don't know. I think just, he got his, his certification to perform, you know, one of the early bachelor on, on camera weddings. And ever since then, he's just like, I got this cool thing. Got to use it. No point in having it. If I can't just marry someone over zoom right now. 
but no one ever lets him. Or Chris. Very sad. It's very sad. Um, so that kind of that kind of ties a bow on this episode. Again, like there were a handful of moments that were fun to revisit. Fond of Ben. Some of the ladies were fun. I would have skipped this season, honestly, if I were if I were picking seasons to to cover again. I felt like three hours spent covering a pretty standard season of The Bachelor was not time well spent uh, in my life. And I hope that some of you are able to just listen to this podcast instead and cover it in a slightly shorter amount of time. We're going to take a quick break, but when we get back, we'll hear from Amber James and Jamie Latane about their time on Ben's season of The Bachelor. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life. And I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy. I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party, can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender. I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A dot com. I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily... I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, 
something for every diet. Their fresh, never frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well-balanced. I feel full after, and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI50 and use code LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quinn's items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quinn's cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quinn's only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI. Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online only model, they have some pretty delightful prices too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, hi Tyler Cameron, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. Plus, they're dedicated to really thoughtful craftsmanship that honestly stands the test of time and looks good doing it. Article offers fast, affordable shipping across the U.S. and Canada. Plus, they won't leave you waiting around. You pick the delivery time and they'll send you updates every step of the way. I have long been an article girly, like every room of my house my house, my apartment, (laughs) you can see article furniture in. Most recently, we updated our balcony, you know, just in time. It's finally balcony season again, finally warming up in New York. And I have been out there with my coffee, sitting in the toady beach sand dining chair, which is a great little lounger for a small space. Again, New York City apartment. 
And uh, it just really like elevates our deck. That and the ottoman we bought to go with it. So comfortable, so chic. Also can withstand a whole lot of rain. So important. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. They're having their Memorial Day sale from May 13th to May 27th, which would be the perfect time to use your store credit on top of sale prices. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. And now back to the show. Though we got to relive some of the good, bad, and cringeworthy times of Ben's season on this week's Bachelor special, we wanted to continue speaking to contestants whose stories haven't been in the spotlight. This week, we had the pleasure of chatting with Amber James, who was on both Chris Soule's and Ben Higgins' season of The Bachelor, as well as the second season of Bachelor in Paradise, and Jamie Latane, who was on Ben's season of The Bachelor and VIP3. Hi, my name is Amber. Um, I was on Ben Higgins' season, Chris Soule's season, and season, I think, three of Bachelor in Paradise. Hi, I'm Jamie, and I was on Ben Higgins' season of The Bachelor, and I did the following year of Bachelor in Paradise. So, Jamie and Amber, thank you so much for chatting with us today. We're really excited. Can you sort of kick us off by explaining how you both ended up on The Bachelor to begin with? Yeah. Um, So I actually got nominated from a girlfriend that was my roommate at the time, uh, she, we were watching Juan Pablo's season, I think. And we were, I was like, dude, I can do this. Like, <laughs> and then without her knowing or without me knowing, she nominated me and I got a phone call like the day after April Fool's. So I thought my friends were like, I was like, you guys are late, you know, like it's not April Fool's anymore. And they were like, no, we're serious. Are you still single? I'm like, yeah. And that just went on from there. So <laughs> They some they liked me somewhat. I was a little tipsy at that interview, but I was there. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how they get a sense of how you'll be actually on the show. So yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> more accurate, in fact. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie, what about you? So, I was on it because I was friends with Caitlin Bristow. I worked with her, and I actually didn't watch the show before she was on Chris Soul season. Um, and then actually right after she got back, we went for brunch and she was telling me about it. And I was like, I don't know about that. And she had actually mentioned Amber's name. She was like, you and this girl, Amber, like you would get along. And I was like, okay, that's so random or whatever. And then when she, uh, was the bachelorette, I was watching just to like support her. And then I saw Ben and I was like, oh, he's, he's tall. <laughs> and then me and some girlfriends just uh applied we were watching the men tell all and it, it was like pretty late and I remember we applied I was like not thinking anything of it and then that like following a week later was when I got a call from the producers and I was like what and we talked to them for like an hour too and I was like this is so weird they're like you're gonna have to come to LA like in two weeks and like it was super rushed because it was super late and I was like oh, like, okay, this is happening. And I just remember being like, it doesn't feel real. It feels like so random, but I was like trying to enjoy it, but it all happened so fast. So, and Amber, you came on on purpose onto Ben's season. Mm -hmm. So you both kind of came for Ben. Is that accurate? Yeah, Yeah. well, I, 
was with Chris, and I don't know if you remember him, but he was <laughs> not my type. Let's just say that. <laughs> and so when they asked me to, they're like, hey, do you remember Ben? And I'm like, oh, yeah. And then I also knew that he was like a Midwest guy, and he loved the Cubs. And I was like, oh, well, we already have like a little bit in common. Like, I definitely would rather hang out with him than Chris any day. So, yes. <laughs> I was at least, or at first I was like a little scared because, you know, you've seen the other people like kind of come on and it's like, oh man, I'm going to be that girl. But I knew I talked to, I had talked to Becca and I knew she was coming on too. So it kind of like soothed me down a little bit. Like I can do this now. Yeah. You're like strength in numbers. We can't both look yeah. pathetic. It's going to yeah. be fine. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think what they didn't show is when you guys walked in, we like didn't actually like glare at you. We like said hi and we're like semi, yeah. like we're like, oh my God, like this is so funny. And they made it look like, I remember we're all like looking like, what the heck? Like, what are they doing there? And it was like, not really the case in the moment. <laughs> no, Jamie, I believe you gave us both hugs like right away. You're like, oh my God. <laughs> I remember Caitlin had told me about you guys because she was good friends with you guys. So I was like, oh my God, I'm finally getting to meet them. And I'm like such a girl's girl. So I was like, oh my God, like more friends. <laughs> Yeah, you're perfect on our podcast. We are here to make friends. So yeah. <laughs> production must have been so annoyed that their big ploy for drama didn't really get that reaction. They had to tinker a little bit with the editing. Oh yeah. I'm sure like some girls are a little like what the heck, but <laughs> I know I knew a lot of the girls knew exactly who Becca was. Like I had gotten eliminated like episode three with Chris. So like no one really knew me that well, but I mean whatever <laughs> just here well they do now yeah we're, so were either of you aware of the franchise's kind of overwhelming whiteness was that something that you thought about at all when you were agreeing to go on the show in the first place or did it was it ever something that you spoke about during casting before because again I didn't watch it so I didn't really realize until I think our season was airing and I think that our season actually did have like a decent amount of diversity. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, when it comes to the actual Bachelor character, it's always been, like, a white guy. Um, so I think that's, like, after watching our season, I was like, oh, wow. And then having more people speak up about it. And, like, I just remember some people were like, well, I think it's because, like, Black people don't watch The Bachelor. And I was like, uh, <laughs> no. I, I think they do. Like, Nope. <laughs> I've heard that so many times. Like the audience won't go, like it won't be as high. I've already heard that so many times. Well, I was like, I built when with Chris Souls, I was the only black girl on his season. And I swear they kept me because they wanted just a little bit more diverse in it for because I remember I was like, I'm ready to go like night one. I'm like, this guy is not in my not person. for me. <laughs> <laughs> like he can't even like make sentences right now. Like, I'm over this. And they're just like, you can just stay on a little bit longer. And I'm like, all right, fine. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like when you're in the moment with that person, you kind of feel special, which it did. But then afterwards, you're like, keep thinking. You have a lot of time to think. So you're just like, wait, I'm not going to move to Iowa. Uh, I don't want to be a farmer. Like, what? No, I don't want to be here. <laughs> I'm curious, like, was there someone from Chris's, uh, the season that he came off of that you had hoped it would be? Or were you just kind of like, They didn't knows? tell us. Yeah, they didn't tell us who it was until last minute. 
I remember. It's not like how it is now. Like now, like I believe with crystals was like honestly the last time that Instagram wasn't so popular that now you see all these people going on and we're like, do you really want to be married to this guy? Or is it because you're about to get 1.7 million followers in about a, like a few months? Like, I honestly don't believe that people are there for the right reasons anymore. I don't. <laughs> so that's just me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it does increasingly, it does seem like more and more people who are already influencers are going on right. and you mm-hmm. do have to wonder, it's a great opportunity to promote your, your Instagram account for sure. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> so did either of you watch last night's special of Ben season? I watched the first like half and I think Amber watched most of it. I watched most of the second. Yeah, two hours. I'm like, what are they going to do? What did you think of it? I mean, it was, uh, I mean, it was just, (laughs) I don't know. I get like what they were trying to do, like, just because they're not able to show any of the shows right now. So they're just trying to keep people like, oh, don't forget about us. Like, remember, we take up your entire year. So, and we haven't been there. So I get what they were trying to do. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, I didn't know like Olivia was still hurting. Like she was crying. I'm like, what? You're, I didn't know that. And um, who else came on? Always came on and Dean and them. Yep. Okay. So I guess to me, I was like, okay, well, I, I thought we were watching the show. We're just basically interviewing people. <laughs> So I'm like, if that's what they wanted to do, then it should have been like, hey, we're reca- we're touching up on everyone that was on the show, which would probably have been more exciting for a lot of people just to see what they're doing now. Yeah, I'm I'm interested in that. Like, I've I've watched this season. Yeah. And so. it wasn't that long ago. Like, I remember when they were saying greatest seasons of all, I was like, that wouldn't be our season. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. But I feel like watching some of the interviews, like, Lace has grown so much. Like, yeah. I remember like first week in the house I had an interview and I was like I will never be friends with this girl like no and like meanwhile like months later I met up with her in Denver quickly and like even seeing like Kayla progress and like she's just like I love watching her and like Nick on Instagram they're so cute and they he like stands for her it's just so cute (laughs) they're very cute It is crazy. Four years feels like a long time. And it's crazy to see how much has happened in everyone's life since then. So I mean, yeah, I feel like a big part of it is just that like, this was the last pre Trump bachelor season. (laughs) For real. (laughs) We all entered a time warp. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, seriously. And I think it's like, uh, not to like jump into that type of subject, but I think it's kind of odd right now especially with everything going on obviously that this guy that no one knows except for because of Tyler that he's now the bachelor and I almost think that they're doing it just to kind of cover their butts just because you know they don't want to I mean we had to write a freaking petition like there's a petition going around it's so so odd to me that because I I was like wait he must have been on the last season and people were like no 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 and like Mike is so handsome and seems so lovely like love Mike so nice or like Diggy is so funny like I'm just saying like I'm sure Matt is a lovely person and I'm like so happy there's a black bachelor but I just feel like you need to go through the ringer of being a contestant and going through like I was only there for three weeks and it took a spiral on my mind like yeah 
I remember getting back and like going to sleep and waking up in the middle of the night and being like confused as to why I was in a room alone. Cause you're so used to like having people around you all the time. And it's like a, it's, it's a mind warp. So I'm like, he Mm -hmm. doesn't, and he's never going to be able to sympathize with like the girls until you go through it. So that's why I'm just like, Oh, that's interesting. You're right. Yep. I, I mean, unless Tyler's just telling them exactly what's going on, but you (laughs) can't like, I tell people about it and they're still just like, what's your point? You got to sit like hang out by a pool all day. And I'm like, um, no, no, no. You'll be talking about one subject and they'll come in and be like, but what do you think Ben's doing with lace right now? Like, what do you (laughs) think? What do you think he's thinking? Like, do you think he knows about X, Y, and Z? And you're just like, Oh, I guess I don't know. And like Kayla brought (laughs) books and they would like, try and like interject her and try and like get her to stop like reading and it was just like to like talk to us more and like kind of get more into like the gossipy stuff like it was just like you you can't understand it until you've gone through it yeah yeah Yeah. I mean what was what did you guys think were you following along over the years as you know people like Mike and Diggy were coming up on the show and like Eric Bigger and then not getting picked to be the bachelor did that sort of sit badly with you at the time yeah and I yeah I like it's just like watching them especially if you watch like kind of the Instagram growth and I'm like these men are like bomb like they are so they're like they seem like beautiful people obviously I don't know them but through the television (laughs) they seemed like beautiful people and then it was just like especially Mike like he seems so genuine and like has a beautiful smile and just like seems like the nicest guy and he's tall so it's like (laughs) I'm like I watched a Chris uh, I watched an interview with Chris Harrison and he was like it's not about like race it's about finding a good man and I'm like hmm I used Hmm. I I liked you but this interview is making no sense because the bachelor has it's kind of creepy because when you look at Nick on his seasons people despised him like did not like him I'm personally still not a fan. And then they made him The Bachelor and somehow people were like, oh my God, like freaking out. And I'm like, you have the power to shape, to reshape how people think about somebody. So why wouldn't you take advantage of having that power and try and create like, you know, a beautiful storyline for a beautiful black man or black woman? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Absolutely. No, you make a really good point. Like they, they, the show likes to play helpless. Like, oh, there's nothing we can do, but obviously and and, you know Rachel's been really vocal about this like Mm -hmm. they just out of nowhere said this guy is our bachelor so that's how easy it was um and it really it makes you think I mean even picking Chris Souls over like Markel who there was Mm -hmm. a big grassroots campaign for at the time and look we too have met Chris Souls I'm sure (laughs) he's nice the the speaking thing isn't his strong suit so you know you're casting someone to carry a a show um and there just always seems to up until this moment have been an excuse for why you know a black cast member can't be elevated um and i think that we're really starting to well i think a lot of us have seen for a while but it's really becoming obvious um that that was kind of bullshit (laughs) yeah for real I mean, that's the, I mean, I personally, well, Diggy's from Chicago, Clay's from Chicago, Dustin's from Chicago. I've met Mike plenty of times because they're all friends together. We have a group chat called the Black Charrettes. Like, it's just, it's really weird. But Wait, that's amazing. Yeah. I love that. Like, hey, we're the only ones really like, let's, 
and we all live in Chicago. So um, it's, it's funny to be like, I, I know Diggy's awesome. Like I've met Mike too, and he's the sweetest person ever. Like I met him at Lollapalooza, which is probably the wrongest time to meet him because <laughs> everyone was recognizing him and we couldn't get to any music because he was getting stopped every 10 seconds. But I know Diggy like is, he's funny. He's close to his mom. He's like, has, he's just genuine. He's always donating stuff like his shoes. I don't know if you ever see him like donating his shoes to like the homeless and he's just like an all around great person. And all of those guys are, and I don't know why, I guess it's because literally there's a meme, I think that says like Matt saying, Hey Tyler, I think I want to be the bachelor. And he's like, let me call him. And then that's the end. And he's on. (laughs) It's like, yeah, that's kind of what happened. (laughs) That's how much they love Tyler, I guess. Um, Yeah. Pretty sad way of thinking about it <laughs> yeah. but uh yeah no that's like a gr- greatest hits roster of people we wanted to be bachelor at various points in time and they found a reason not to um but as you mentioned like your season was relatively diverse in bachelor history some of the seasons we expect to see recapped this summer have no black cast members at all. <laughs> no. um, and there were several um, women of color on your season. Um, and it actually ended up becoming sort of an explicit conver- conversation during Women Tell All, where the two of you ended up um, having a conversation with Jubilee about some comments that she made that upset you about being the real black girl in the house or the full black girl in the house. Um, and we were curious, that was like the only glimpse that we got of that conversation. Were you guys having conversations about race in the house with the other women? How did that come up? Um, so in the house, we never really had conversations about it. Cause again, like they don't really let you have conversations about anyone other than the bachelor. Like we'd be talking <laughs> about McDonald's and they'd be like, well, do you think Ben likes this? And you'd be like, okay. Um, <laughs> but I mean, like, there's moments in the house that I remember when like she would say like the N word to me, which is like her prerogative to say it. I personally don't believe that anyone should really say the word. However, if you're a black person, you understand where that word comes from. Like I get it. It's like when girls are saying like the B word and they're like taking it back. Like I understand it. I don't say it. And it was just like, there was several instances where she would kind of say it to me or she would say it about, something else and I was just like okay come on and I finally just started being like come on girl like we don't really need this like we don't really need that like edit if they did show it or or didn't and then even off camera there was some stuff like after the show so it was just kind of building up and like I think obviously now I recognize that women tell all wasn't a great place to kind of air it out because it looked like Amber and I were uh, like against her And it was 100% like not the case. And after that aired, I know like I, Amber and I got like severely cyber bullied. I was called a racist for simply stating like, you can't say like, I'm the only real black girl here when there's more of us. I think it just, it really, they set it up where it looked like we didn't have each other's backs and we weren't just trying to say like, hey, hear my voice. It looked like we were like the, half black girls versus the real black girl and it was so not the case and it was so upsetting to kind of see that edit because it's like we're women we're all trying to like 
I know it's a show where we're competing against each other, but at the same time, it's like we still have each other's backs. When people were crying about bed or crying about missing their families, we were there for it. And they don't show those things, which I get Mm -hmm. it. It's not going to get as many views. But when it comes to something as serious as race and pinning different shades of black women against each other, like that is not okay. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to ask about, you know, because that was the only um, moment on the whole season that we really got a conversation about race. And of course it was three black women in conflict with each other. I'm curious, um, Amber, if you had any feelings about kind of the way that that was set up by, by production. Well, like, I know, like when we were on women tell all, they actually asked us to bring it up. They were like, do you guys mind bringing this up? And we're like, yeah, we don't mind. And I had actually talked to Jubilee right before going on the show and be like, are we good? Like everything we're like showing each other, like what dress you're wearing. We're fine. And then, yeah. And especially back, I mean, four years ago, let's just say like Taylor wasn't on yet. Rachel wasn't the bachelorette yet. Like we hadn't seen any of this happen. So I, I guarantee if we would have like spoken up like that, it would have just been pushed underneath the rug, just like how we had to petition to get a black bachelor. Like it just came out all of a sudden like, Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe this is a great idea. I'm like, what? Oh, because we have these protests going on right now. Now you think it's a good idea? Like, I don't get that. And I, I mean, I would, I want to see their intro on this, you know, like, oh, we met him on, Norma's like, we met him on Claire season and people fell in love with him. Like, oh, we saw him on Tyler's TikToks and (laughs) we all, we thought this would be a good time to do this. So let's, hey, we'll make you the next bachelor. Like, I don't know how they're going to do this. So I don't know. And Tyler's TikTok is the new like ABC <laughs> drama. Seriously. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I sense that they had kind of hoped to bring Matt along on Claire's yeah. season. And yeah. then Claire took a very public crap on him. Right. Of. Yep. <laughs> uh, she and did. They, they were like, new plan. And yeah, then their the protests happened. They were like, new, new plan. <laughs> yeah. We just pick him and we do it now. <laughs> seriously exactly how you'd want that decision to be made um yeah it's true I feel like in just four years like with Taylor and Rachel the conversation on the show has moved forward a lot despite still being very rudimentary and I was thinking back on that season and the way that you know you sense that that there is racism you know microaggressions present on set um, and you sometimes see uh, the three of you reacting to them especially Jubilee um, at times reacting but the only actual conversation that led to anyone being deemed a racist was with the three of you and like two black women getting tarred with that label and it just speaks to the really awful way that the show has always handled that kind of conversation to let all those like white women and the white host and the white lead like sit up on stage and kind of tap out of that conversation Mm -hmm. and let the three of you really take the brunt of it and it was tough to like revisit that I'm not surprised that they didn't really include it in there yeah of <laughs> oh the season. Real, right <laughs> honestly right <laughs> so is there anyone uh that you guys have stayed in touch with over the years from your season like are you still tapped into that bachelor community I mean I still talk to Jamie <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I talk to 
Jen Sab and Lauren uh, Himley. She's, I can't believe they didn't even, they, I don't think I didn't see her in the beginning that she was on that much. And she was like such a funny like person on like our season. I loved her. Yeah. Um, I actually was in Whistler and I'm like walking and so I hear my, hear my name and I turn around and it was Taylor. And it was like, uh-huh. it's so weird. Cause like you like, hug each other and I'm like we've never met but you just have that like weird yeah like connection because you've gone through the same thing so that was like super awesome um Shoshana she's such a sweetheart I actually keep more in touch with the girls from Crystal season and um just because I mean Sam is really close I'm really close to Alyssa and then Jordan Branch I don't know if you remember Jordan she like she got eliminated um episode two but she was constantly drinking wine but she's like I the best <laughs> she's the best person ever she's actually getting or getting married she just got engaged um but I constantly am hanging out with them or talking and hanging out with them more so than anything I remember also like a lot of the girls on Ben season were a little bit younger than me too so it's we just were all little, so young like yeah we were the twins were 23 yeah I think I was 20 three as well or 24 I just turned 24 and like I me and the twins were like the youngest and yeah. now watching back I'm like looking at us I'm like you can just tell like we all have like baby faces and we're like <laughs> I am ready to be a wife yeah <laughs> send me to Denver Ben like I will do you proud yeah and I'm showing up like 30 31 32 I'm like I'm actually ready to be a wife <laughs> <laughs> Like, you guys don't know what you want yet. <laughs> um, like, watching back, it was, like, it was cringy. I was, like, oh, my gosh. I was a, ch- I was a child. Like, I'm, like, that's the only thing I'm hoping. And I actually was talking to my mom about this. I'm, like, okay, I'll, The Bachelor's been on, what, how many years? 18 years? Something yeah, like that. Something like so that. So all these girls that are showing up that are 22 years old, 23 years old, and then you have, like, women that were watching the show when it started are still fans. I mean, I think they're kind of getting sick of seeing 22 year olds on there trying to find love when they're like, no, you don't want to find love right now. Trust me. You do not want to find love and start a family yet. Yeah. <laughs> but I, mean, I, yeah. I, I'm with you as a, as a 32, almost 33 year old, I would prefer if the show just aged directly alongside me. Um, (laughs) just as a personal preference, you know, but I am, I I think we're all really excited to see Claire Crawley's season, you know, she'll be 39 and I think that's going to be a nice, a nice change. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, I heard they're recasting because so many people were seeing who were like, you know, 22 year old doesn't No, she doesn't want a 22 year old. Well, are you? Not at all. Yeah, that's true. Well, he was, that was a weird season too though. (laughs) Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, there have been some weird seasons. seasons Weird. Everyone's weird. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) It's just so that's when, like, when we went back to like Mike could have been the Bachelor and we chose Pilot Pete. I don't know his last name, so it's just Pilot Pete to me. But I'm like, really? He chose Pete over Mike. Yeah, I'm. I'm still bitter about that one too. And I feel like they're just really trying to have like these grand you know, different crazy finales. And it's like, people like what they like, like, just, you know, give them the regular 
old like fashion just proposal or if it doesn't happen but like you don't need to be like we don't know how it ends neither does pilot Pete. (laughs) it's just like it's unsettling and it was just like I felt so bad for those girls like me too a like even for Caitlin Bristow's bachelorette when it was like we're gonna do two different bachelorettes again pinning women like even more against each other and then like this season with um Hannah Ann and Madison I was like I felt so bad oh my goodness that was just so awful but I did pick Hannah Ann and Madison as like my two favorites in the beginning so I was like still you were on the money yeah yeah I only watched like the first like couple episodes because then I was like I cannot I was trying to do like a recap thing and I was like I can't handle this and I was like really going for McKenna because she's like the new Canadian and I was like I'm still cheering for you but I just can't anymore (laughs) yeah no that's that's fair um (laughs) looking back on your experience with The Bachelor are you are you guys happy that you did this show now um and Paradise as well like do you feel like overall it was a positive experience yeah I mean I definitely grew a lot like from this you have a lot a lot a lot of time to think about I mean obviously I did three times they asked me to come on a fourth time and I was like what why like at that point I was like why do you want me like I don't want anyone one of these guys like I don't but yeah obviously I liked it a little bit and it wasn't even I honestly did really kind of like some of the guys that especially Paradise is obviously a little bit different um and I liked some of the guys on there but there are some guys that I'm like, dang, I wish he was like on it when I was on it. Or I wish he wasn't already talking to someone because then you you can't break anyone up, you know, because that's their person right after three days of knowing each other. Heaven forbid. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't regret it at all. <laughs> I definitely don't regret doing it. However, I feel like because I did go on, like, I was pretty young and very naive. I genuinely was like, I'm going to be back for hometowns like Ben and I are falling in love (laughs) and I feel like that is a good like obviously you're going on for the right reasons in that scenario but I really I felt like I wish I knew how to quote unquote play the game Mm -hmm. I think I never gave in to like some of the producers being like you're falling for Ben aren't you and then they kind of want you to be like oh my god I'm really falling for Ben And I remember they asked this question and I was like, I haven't even hung out with him. (laughs) Like we hung out once. Like I was like genuinely just like flabbergasted. Like I got so friend zoned, which was like cool. Like Ben and I would literally sit and talk about the other girls. Like I was like, Shoshana taught me how to cook this today. And Kayla taught me about the four different love languages. And he was like, oh, these girls are great, except for you. (laughs) But then going on, like, Paradise, like, I got played like a fiddle. Like, I wish, I wish I studied before The Bachelor. Like, I wish that I fully understood the concept because Paradise took me for a ride. Like, they were like, come in here. And then when I walked in, there was only one person sitting there, which was Wells. So I was like, yes, I have to take you out. (laughs) and then like you know Ashley hated me and all this other like nonsense so I think I definitely grew from it I mean you get to talk to like a psychologist so they'll tell you kind of like where you're Mm -hmm. at for all of it but I definitely grew from it I was now I'm definitely more like open about love like I 
was it after paradise I like fully started actually dating and I remember like before I did not date before bachelor at all and then after paradise I was like oh I guess I can do this if I can do it on tv <laughs> and get semi-humiliated <laughs> yeah you can that. do anything yeah. <laughs> it's like starting on the black diamond slope and then going to the bunny hill afterwards right. <laughs> I know my claim to fame is like whatever me and Sarah Hyland have kissed the same person so <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could say so much for myself it's like the only good thing that came out of this <laughs> Oh, God. oh, but that's You're a really, funny. that's a real thing. So, <laughs> so you've been, you started dating afterwards. What have you guys been up to since then? Like, have you found love? Like, what are you up to professionally? Where are you at these days? Um, I have a boyfriend currently. Uh, we started dating in February and we just told each other that we loved each other two weeks ago. So the first time. <laughs> That's exciting. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I met him through um, – my friend was actually dating his roommate, and so then we kind of, like, hit it off like that. But now it's a little awkward because they're no longer dating, and so that's a little awkward, but it's good. <laughs> Everything's good. He's a good person. Oh, so great. <laughs> did you quarantine yeah. together? We did. Well, he lives, like, 10 minutes away from me, so I can, like, walk Perfect. over there. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, we were, like, pretty much together the whole, like, the whole time. We took two trips recently and then because we were both unemployed last summer at the same time too but we didn't know each other and we're like dang we should have known each other last year but so i did a lot of traveling last year and then now i'm in sales in chicago and that's about it that's all i'm doing um i am living in vancouver i went back to pursuing um acting which has been super awesome and it's just uh kicking off again in vancouver after covid so that's exciting auditions are coming in um and then after the show actually i went to school for radio and television and i despised it but <laughs> i reconnected with my boyfriend who i went to high school with and we made out in grade 10 little cheeky makeout <laughs> session at a party and then we reconnected at like through friends um years after obviously and then he followed me out to Vancouver and yeah we're just enjoying life out here I think COVID kind of put a wrench in some of our plans but we still are hoping to just travel and enjoy the city and hopefully put a ring on this finger you're like uh listen to this podcast just skip to the 40 minute mark <laughs> Um, yes. but we are so grateful that you guys came on to chat with us and we love hearing your perspective. Uh, can you just let people know where they can find you on the like, socials if you'd oh, like to, or if there's not any your apartments, and your social security number, throw that in. Too. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, well, I'm, um, I think I think it's Amber J 22 shy is my handle name. I never really know this, but I think that's my handle name. And I only have like three TikTok followers because I, I thought I could do this, but I then realized that you have to spend hours doing some of these videos. And I'm like, nah, not for me. <laughs> and yeah. on Instagram, I am the Jamie Rose. Jamie is just with an I. Um, I've, I was doing the TikTok pretty like decently aggressively I was trying to come with the comedy side 
Um, but like Amber, I got tired. Like some people are whipping out like seven videos a day and I was like, I can't do it. Mm -hmm. Can't do it. I debate getting back into it, but it is what it is. I'm still addicted to it. I still have it. I think it's too old. Like in quarantine, I tried to do, I did like two videos and then I was like, this is a lot of effort. Like I I don't know. I'm just not cut out for this. I think I'm in my thirties. Like it's, I just, I can't do it. I don't know. Um, well, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. You guys have been a blast. This was fun. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. And that's it for Here to Make Friends. Thanks to our guests, Amber James and Jamie Latane, and to our producers, Nick Offenberg and Sarah Patterson. Give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Here to Make Friends Pod. And you can follow us individually on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emma Lady Rose. We'll be back next week to recap JoJo's episode of The Bachelor, The Greatest Seasons Ever, plus more bonus episodes that you won't want to miss. Why are smart businesses graduating to NetSuite by Oracle? Because NetSuite eliminates the expense of multiple business systems by consolidating your operations together into one. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. NetSuite reduces IT costs because it lives in the cloud with no hardware required, so you can access it from anywhere. You cut the cost and headaches of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. Bringing all your major business processes into one platform improves efficiency, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math. You'll see how you'll profit with NetSuite, too. And now, by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Just go to netsuite.com slash podcast25 for more information. That's netsuite.com slash podcast25. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. <laughs> 